There has been a lightning storm near my house, but it didn't pass directly over my house, so I can't conceive the Antichrist tonight. Oh, well, that's a shame. I was kind of looking forward to the end of the Earth in Hellfire and Death, so, um, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. I think there may already be the Antichrist running around doing stuff. I, I would say I'm 90% certain there is. Yeah. So don't yeah. don't worry. Don't worry about it. Well, I, I was going to uh, conceive his sidekick. The Antichrist needs a comedy sidekick. Mm, mm, I suppose. Would that be the so, um, anti-disciples? Um, no, I think a sidekick would be better. Yeah, but if if it's the Antichrist, surely there's there's some kind of balance needed. So he must need to have 12 sidekicks, 13 well, sidekicks. No, the oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, it's not really fair, is it? He just, just has one guy on his side. Jesus has got basically um, a Sunday football team. That number. But the the disciples are a bit wishy-washy, whereas um, the Antichrist has got the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and they are badass. That's true. That's true. The four horsemen of the apocalypse could kick um, Peter and Thomas's bummels uh, into a lake of fire, no problem. Maybe it's done based on number of uh, feet, a bit like when uh, people park in America and they charge per axle. So the four yeah. horsemen of the apocalypse with the four horses would have the, four horsemen the same number six, of feet yeah. as 12 people, wouldn't they? What's, what's six times four? I mean, I, I can't do that maths in my head. But it's it's going to be at least 24, isn't it? And uh, 12 disciples... 24, yeah, your math checks out. Yeah. There you go, then. No need for a sidekick. Okay, brilliant. I'll um, I'll tell my wife to stand down. Excellent. Okay, um, Daniel, it's your turn to drive. Oh, Christ. Okay. Yeah. Adam's not here because um, he's been killed by a madman. So, if Daniel's driving, what is my job in the car? Oh, okay. Um, I must be the little child in the back. I'm pressing all the buttons on the dashboard. Um, okay. No, I'm more of a supervisory role, aren't I? I'm not. I'm not really here just to put him off. I'm actually here to navigate and say, yes, Daniel, you need to use your right foot on the accelerator, not your left foot, and you need to look out of the window, not at the floor. Yes. Okay. Unky uh, Dan Dan, Unky Dan Dan, are we nearly there yet, Unky Dan Dan? Shut up, Chris. I can reach you from here. I need a wee wee. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom. Welcome to the Two Star Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Two Star Podcast. This is episode 65, and if you don't stop that whinging right now, I will turn the car and we will go home. So help me God. Good, thanks, Chris. You got us in trouble. Are my uh, co-drivers of despair, Graham. Booyakasha. And Chris. Hello, Anki Dan Dan. Yay. Um, we don't have Adam with us today because he was a very naughty boy in the car and we literally threw him out on the motorway and watched him get run over by an articulated lorry. And everyone was very happy. So, um, yeah, no, Adam. He, um, I think you're, you're being a bit flippant about the fact that he is actually dead. Well, I, I have to mask my grief, grief through humour. He, um, he fell into a tuna canning machine. <laughs> you must make the tuna a very funny colour. At least he that's died he doing what he loves. Hair. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what <laughs> he would have wanted to know, isn't it? Yeah. 
So there is some uh, respite from the the crushing weight of grief. Yes. So um, this week, Christopher from Dorset, newly passed off his uh, European podcast driving license, has been tremendously enthusiastic and got lots of material, whilst Graham, Adam and I have got basically jack shit. So, well, uh, I mean, Adam is dead, so that's fair enough. I, I kind of expected to be able to contact him in a seance. Do I have to put loads of um, content into the Google Doc for next week when I'm not here? Mm, I mean, if it's funny, you can, but... Oh, it won't be. Well, I mean, we're pr- plenty good at being not funny by ourselves, so... Mm. It's probably- you could leave us um, a to-do list. Like, if my wife goes away uh, for a spa weekend, she leaves me this big list of chores to do. So, stuff that you think we should talk about, but you don't really want to have to do it yourself. That's quite a good idea. Yeah. Because otherwise Adam will just talk about Fast and the Furious for 40 minutes. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst show that we've done. No. I'm going to um, recommend some Fast and the Furious erotic fan fiction for you to read out <laughs> next week. Then. Is, is there a tingler of the Fast and the Furious? Well, I would imagine so. Let's have a look. God, I wish I hadn't suggested that now. No, there isn't. But there is one called... Um, this is this must be quite a new one. It's called Pounded by the Pound, Turned Gay by the Socioeconomic Implications of Britain Leaving the European Union. That that kind of strikes a little close to home at the moment. <laughs> it's uh, it's only $2.77. You have to pay... Uh, the think, synopsis um, is... Think how much more expensive that is since the pound was massively oh, devalued. No, yeah, that's, that's the deepest irony of this, isn't it? Yeah. It says, uh, when Alex learns that Britain has decided to leave the EU, he's shocked by just how normal everything seems. But the calm doesn't last as Alex is suddenly accosted by a giant living coin from the not-so-distant future. In this horrific future where Britain has left the EU, four-storey buses lie strewn about the streets of London after a failed plan to cut costs. The Queen's Guard have been replaced by flying reptiles with machine guns, and the River Thames runs red with molten lava. Now Alex and his handsome sentient pound must travel back to the past and sway the vote for European solidarity by proving that all you need is love. This erotic tale is 4,200 words of sizzling human on monetary unit action, including anal blowjobs, rough sex, cream pies, and living pound love. Well, I I haven't been subjected to any of this previously, but that does sound excellent. It does, doesn't it? I can't think why that would be wrong in any way. Yeah. But uh, no, it doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be any Fast and the Furious um novels by Chuck Tingle. No, yeah, well, that's not really a shame. We'll we'll put that on the the, the maybe list, shall we? Hmm? We'll put that on the maybe list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just tell Graham we did it. Well, I'm not listening, so I'll just have to take yeah. it at your word. We just said, yeah, we, we, we did that, what you wanted. Okay, cool. Yep. And Dan hated it. It was really, it, he, it was horrible for him. Mm. And you'll be happy. So, um, Christopher, apparently, after all that preparation we did for you, you you've had a job interview for an actual yeah, job. Yeah, I did have a job interview. Yeah. And okay, it was well. the funniest thing is that uh, it was an hour long. And every question was based on how you could get semi-aquatic mammals out of holes. Well, excellent. It just just right right in our ballpark. Mm. So Any, anything about um, killing gorillas? No, no. I was surprised by that. An hour is quite a long time, though. Yeah, but it just just question after question. So we had hippo in a hole. We had. 
um, a monkey that had been trained to swim that had got stuck down a well. <laughs> we had uh, manatees in uh, the Norfolk Broads. Just kept on, on and on. Well, they, well, they can swim. Why is that a problem? Well, it's, it was in the Norfolk Broads, so it's not, oh, I see, not a yeah. good condition. That's not a good condition for anyone to be. No. There was one question I really struggled in, and that was a beached whale. Whales that was, aren't. That uh, was basically the opposite problem. So. But you, you said mammals. Whales aren't mammals. They're fish. No, they're mammals. No, look at a fucking whale, Daniel. A whale is a fish. Whales produce milk. It's really freaky, but they do. So, don't matter. They're, they live in the sea. They're fish. Mm. Lots of other. I'm, you're, I'm next, next you're going to tell me that narwhals are real and not mythical. Well, they must be real, otherwise how would people know what they look like? Same way as they know what unicorns look like. Are you telling me unicorns aren't real? Uh, are you telling me they are? Yeah, obviously. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, see? This sounds like a mummy-daddy uh, front-of-car argument, so I'm just going to sit in the back and play my Game Boy and pretend I can't hear you. You know I confiscated your Game Boy. Oh. I'll just kick your seat then. You kick my seat, I'll kick your face. <laughs> that's Is that acceptable parenting? That's very much the track I'm going down. Yeah, it was quite bombastic. I think I think you should have given me a warning first. Jesus Christ, Daniel, we've been driving for ten minutes and we haven't got anywhere. Come on, we're not even at the end, what, past the end it? of the road yet. Well, I can't, suddenly Chris seems to periodically vanish every now and then, which makes driving difficult, you know? That's because he's not, he, he's not real, he's just a ghost child that lives in the car. Oh, I see. Oh, well, in that case, fuck him. Um, so, yeah, yeah so, so I did have the job interview, and, um, and then I got some feedback. Oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah. So this is genuinely what happened. Um, the, what, what I got time? phoned back on the Monday, and the chap said, um, so thank you for coming to the interview. I've got some feedback for you. So you think, well, that doesn't sound... Start going... Yeah. It's a pretty funny joke, isn't it? Um, so he said, well, I've got some feedback. You think, that doesn't really sound good, does it? Mm. Feedback. And he said, well, thank you for coming for interview. We thought you did quite a good interview. Um, and I was expecting him to say but at some point. Mm. However, he didn't. And I've now got a job. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, Why would you do that? I don't know. It's not so, really quite what I wanted because yeah. now I'm going to have to go to work. Did you put on an Australian accent in the interview? I didn't go for the Australian accent, no. Well, that's that's where you've. Um... It's lucky there's no internet in Dorset yet because they could have Googled Christopher from Dorset and mm-hmm. found this podcast and then you would be on a blacklist. Yeah. Maybe before the references are confirmed, I should uh, I should tip them off. Well, you could use Google's right to be forgotten, or whatever it is. Well, I'd like to enact the right to be remembered. Oh, I see. And to say, hang on, don't give me a job. This, oh, is, right, yeah. this is things I've said. There must you be could, something in there um, you object to. You go and find out where he lives, and stand outside his bedroom window, holding up a boombox like that John Cusack film, <laughs> playing two-star podcast. But then he might want to make love to you. Not after listening to one of our podcasts. Well, you might want to if, make love to a train yeah, or a Pokemon, but not not Christopher from Dorset. 
What if mm. I was dressed as a train or a Pokemon? Um, I'd struggle to dress as a train, but yeah, you could totally dress as a Pokemon. That that would work. Yeah, yeah. Right. See how see how much you get. So okay. maybe there's hope. Maybe there'll be. But some congratulations, Dorset. That's um, that's effectively two successful jobs: driver of the podcast and um, mm. an actual job that will pay you real money rather than the fake money that we pay you. Yeah, oh, yeah I was telling that. I mean, my, my wife thought that this might be an indication that I was becoming an adult, which I I very strongly rejected. I mean, I hope you soon set her right by uh, doing a fart under the duvet and putting her head underneath. <laughs> I, it's not the sort of thing I do. I'm. Uh, I'm. Yeah, cut isn't it weird that that's how um, Dutch people cook? <laughs> it is weird. I mean, you'd you'd think it wouldn't get hot enough. Yeah. Well, be safe. You haven't, you haven't been in bed with me. True. Yes. And that's all I want to discuss about that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I have some terrible news, which doubtless most of you will have heard, and that that is that the Great British Bake Off is dead. Um, it has been murdered in its prime by Channel Four, who have bought the format, which is people bake things in a tent, and completely forgotten to get any of the presenters that make it fun. I imagine they're going to do the same thing as they did with something for the weekend when they brought that over a Sunday brunch and just make it, I think at last count, it's about six hours long, that program now, and it just feels like everybody is being held there against their will. Yeah. No, it's... I mean, that situation was a bit different because the BBC didn't want it and Channel 4 was able to say, well, we do, but without Louise Redknapp which was a masterstroke. Uh, and this one is quite different because the BBC did want it and they stole it. I see. So, I think it doesn't affect my life in any way and I am struggling to care even slightly. Oh, I like the Bake Off. I mean, I, I think it is a bit interesting how upset people are, mm. which, I mean, mm. Daniel is obviously one of those people that's upset. Yeah. I, sort I would like to delve into this a little bit and um, try and understand why you think this is worth your time and uh, emotional investment. Well, I have a deep-seated emotional connection to cake, for a start. But there will still be cake on Channel 4. More so, because they'll put adverts Channel in as well. Cake. And you'll get, um, you'll get adverts for cake that wasn't baked by simpletons. But, but also, it's kind of a window into a, a better universe where people are nice to each other and just bake cakes all day. And oh, are you concerned yeah. that Channel 4 are going to make them do all of the baking in the, in the buff? Well, I did think about that. They, it, since they've lost all of the presenters, they, they were going to try and, you know, return all the innuendo by basically merging it with Eurotrash, having Euro or, bake off. Where or that naked dating programme. Oh, God. Um, I had... In fairness, naked bake-off dating could be quite effective. If, if Channel 4 do that, I would at least give them respect for trying something new. Mm. You know, so, you know they, they start by showing the ankles and then the bits and then the cake that the person's baked. You can't... It's, um, it's going to be presented by Richard Blackwood. <laughs> really? I made that up. Okay. I was just that, that would be the worst-case scenario. So whoever they announce now, I've, I've improved your life because you'll think, well, it's, at least it's not Richard Blackwood. Oh, it could be worse. What's what's the Irish guy? Um, Patrick Kilty. Patrick Kilty, yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be Patrick Kilty. Okay, what about if it was um, Paddy McGuinness? 
I can't tell the difference. Or alternatively, uh, who Paddy McGuinness is. He's um, PCK's friend. That's as much information I, I can give you, I think. I he, he does the... What's the program where they do the lights on and off um, for uh, objectifying women? And, well, no, they're more objectifying than men, I suppose, to be fair to them, aren't they? What's that program called? Take Me Out. Yeah, that's the one. He's the presenter of that, and he's fucking awful. Yeah, um, I don't really like... Well, I don't like him. Peter Kerr. I don't find him very funny, so... Um... No, I can't stand Peter Kerr. I think he's... Uh... Probably one of the top three um, worst human beings who have ever lived. I wouldn't quite go that far, but um, top five. Yeah, no, uh, Harry Hill is my. Um, What's wrong with Harry Hill? I don't. I just. There's nothing wrong with him. I just it, just exceedingly unfunny. No, he isn't. He's hilarious. He's not. Yes, he is. Uh, oh, Mister Harry, I do like Moby. What's not funny about that? Well, all of it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I think Daniel's wrong. I yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Daniel, gonna, you're wrong. Yeah. I don't want. I am going to apply the handbrake to this car until you take back what you said about Harry Hill. Well, no, we're just going to sit here in the middle of the road until someone crashes into us. Then, which I think is okay. Appropriate. You're causing a tailback of no, other podcasts. Crash into us and kill us, which is the appropriate fate for a car full of Harry Hill likers. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, because it's not full, because you're spoiling it. We were going to put on a Harry Hill audiobook um, and just have a lovely time doing his catchphrases. You've got to have a system. You don't. Actually, you do have a system. I can't remember any of his other catchphrases, but they are well, myriad. Right, moving on from Harry Hill. Yeah, we do, because this, this podcast is going much the way... Uh, the last one that Adam was absent for. and yeah, It turns out that Adam is the secret source. And I am fucked if I'm vindicating him further. Right, well, well so, I mean, back to Bake Everything off. we say or do at the moment is vindicating him right up to that moment where we basically all came here with absolutely shit all material quarter past. And right, so you need to pull your socks up and turn this around. You're driving, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. You um, have driven us. You follow the sat-nav down a little country road. We are teetering on the edge of a cliff. And you are telling us it's all going to be fine. We're saying, turn around, go back, go back to the road, the road where good things happen. You know, that road that Adam always takes us along. It's, it's very, very mundane, but it's solid. And uh, you're just, you're determined to drive up this fucking uh, four in one gradient if it kills us all. Am I pushing the analogy a bit far? Well, I think so, because I'm complete. Well, uh, actually, no, you're not, because I am both analogical. Analogically lost and literally lost. So. Analogously. Yes, that lost. Um, uh, anatomically, no. No. Analogously. No. Okay. I don't like it, Unky Dan Dan. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Look, everyone is stressed. Just be quiet. Let Daniel concentrate. He has got us into a terrible situation. He needs to improve things very, very quickly. Okay. So What's next, Dan? Speaking of terrible situations, um, Christopher, you are on a mission to do a hate crime. Can you give us an update? Yeah, um, I tasked myself with doing a hate crime, a better one. Yeah. And I was struggling to think how I would do this and about the possible repercussions in my real life. So I struck upon a very good idea that I would use technology... And I would okay. do my hate crime on oh, Twitter. Oh, God, he's turned into a Twitter troll. Yeah, <laughs> so. I have. So I chose my target very carefully. 
um, I decided that I would do a hate crime against a person you might know, which I'm just going to refer to as the cold brew hipster. Mm. And mm, very good, very good. The way I'm doing my hate crime is basically just being quite rude about cold brew coffee and his love That's of it. Interesting. But you do need to escalate. Yeah, yeah, I've I've hit upon a problem in that uh he just thinks it's top bants. Oh, so well, rather than being upset by the hate crime, he is liking my hurtful comments and replying back in a humorous way. I see. I would say that anything referred to as top bant with a Z is basically a hate crime. So I think you're on the right track. I think he uses S's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's S. Fuck's sake, yeah. do anything properly these days. He's off-brand, isn't he? Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So, so I don't well, know how, how could I get more extreme. Well, I think you're going to have to put more malice into them and... Um, send him a dick pic. That's always pretty good. Yeah, right. you could right. send him a... Um, I, I believe um, printing out a picture of uh, him and then ejaculating onto it is uh, quite a good technique. That's hmm. that, that that strikes me more weird than hate crime. It's well, not yeah, very it's cold quite weird, brew, but it is um, something that men on the internet do to ladies all of the time. It's not very Ugh. cold brew specific. Men is on it? the internet get worse every time I think about them. Perhaps I could get a photo of him, and I could pour boiling hot real coffee onto it. Well, if you're going to do that, you may as well make it a voodoo photo of him, and then he would get burnt by the voodoo hot coffee. Yeah. That is quite hateful. Pretty that is more hateful. sinister, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Can you do voodoo? No. You don't do voodoo. No, no, well, I you don't. You do do voodoo. But I can make a... I, I mean, I'm in the West Country. I could do a wicker man, couldn't I? Who do? You do. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you, you went uh, AWOL. Well, you went AWOL, according to my end. Well, oh. No, I, I'm in the West Country... I'm a traditionalist. I will do a wicker man. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, just make a big... Uh, well, that's not really West Country thing, is it? That's more Scottish Highlands. No, no. We've got one uh, on the edge of the M5. A really big one. Oh, okay. So nobody's been putting it and set on fire. No, but it's just a warning. Not yet. Oh, I see. Set on fire, they kind of tend to, you know, burn down. Yeah. And it's a lot you could, um, you could uh, put him into a cheese and roll him down a hill. Yeah, I could do. But that's a waste of cheese. Mm, you do it with um, bad cheese. Right. Yeah, okay. I think I think we need we need an effigy of the cold brew hipster and we need to do something unpleasant to it with hot coffee and maybe fire. And I, mean, I like uh, fire. Fire is and full. bodily fluids. No, no, not bodily fluids. Oh. This is always okay, about well, the coffee. In a little under a month, we will be um, sleeping Hello? on a beach. I think that's a good time to do a, uh, a satanic ritual and curse him. Way back in episode, I think it was two or three, um, me and Adam talked about uh, plastic bags that satanists put curses on. We could maybe do something similar to that. That could be cool. Uh, we could put a curse on all cold coffee, unless it's proper cold coffee, which has been made into a frappe. Yeah. yeah. Hot like, first, and then cool down. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
that's but that's uh, that's better because it's actually more damaging to the environment. Mm. Yeah. You've, you've okay. had, um my hate crime progress. Okay. Would you I'll like um we could dogpile him if if that would help. We could, could what? Yeah. So Chris, you would just need to um take a response that he has sent to you, turn it around, oh, yes, that kind of so that he's uh, insulting you. And do right. the quoting tweet thing, and then all of your followers, which I believe is me and Dan and Adam, yeah. uh, could then all pile in um, and call him a, a shit and stuff. Yeah, and point out that he's um, he's really very bad at drinking coffee. Yeah, mm, yeah, uh, and then um, you could mansplain to him about um, how he's doing coffee wrong, which I think you have been doing a little bit, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, um, and then you could uh, you could dox him. I could walk oh, him. We know you could dox him. So we know he lives in Birmingham. So just put that on the internet. Um, I mean, it's probably quite easy to find out people's home address these days, isn't it? We need to get on the dark web. How do you get on the dark web? He'd know. Shit, that won't help. Yeah, maybe maybe we need the light web instead. Okay. Well, when I'm in, I, well, I'm going to Germany next week. I'm yeah. bound to be able to get on the dark web in Germany. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll see if I can get into the dark web while I'm in Berlin. Whilst, or just um, a, a... whilst we're thinking about Twitter and about uh, dick pics, I was looking at people who follow uh, you, Graham. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was looking because I was looking for someone. And do you have you looked at this list? The people who follow you. Uh, no, not for quite a long time, I don't think. Because there's there's one that stands out, and I think you should have a quick look now. It's at Sabe Smail. Oh, is that the, the, um, the bellend with glasses on it? Um, I don't think there's glasses on it. Oh, isn't there not? It's, it's a picture of a, a, the end of a wig. It's, it's a picture of... But like um, with a little, little moustache and a smiley face or something? Uh, no, no, it's just, uh, it's just a willy. And um, it's mostly in, I think, Arabic. If you click on... Oh, yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah. And then there's pictures of some naked ladies. Yeah. And, uh, well, not not fully naked ladies. And um, well, I'm how to go is, further is down this? Because I'm sure there is a picture question. of a bellend with, with little glasses on it, which I need to share with you. <laughs> You go on to the next topic while I while I try and find this. So, okay. so um, what I want to know is why is that person following you? Well, I'm just I'm uh, I'm quite inclusive, and I, if people want to put pictures of their willies or other people's willies in their profile picture, then uh, good luck to them. No, but it's it's he thinks that what you tweet is stuff he wants to hear. That's why That's he's fine. following you. I am I am very funny. Okay. Seems that mostly his interests aren't really to do with people being funny. Well, that he expresses. Maybe he's uh, secretly just really likes uh, wry looks at, at the world and... Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I... Yeah. Maybe he just likes my brand. My hashtag brand. I just don't really understand the internet fully, do I? No. It's a bit of a mystery to me. I mean, it's it's pretty good that I've only got one um, p- 
picture of her penis following me. I'm yeah. sorry, I just discovered I've got a uh, a weight loss surgery sensor following me for some dumb reason. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have nine followers, so through the we go through the full list, and oh, no, I've got thirty-seven. Yeah, I think I've met all of both of your followers. No, I don't think you've met Avery, Probably. who is um. They're a bit. Right, anyway, we're we're Weird. the cars the cars stalled. We're now out of the car <laughs> with the bonnet open, looking into it, scratching our heads, wishing we knew how engines worked. Unky Dan Dan, Unky Dan Dan, Adam put petrol in car. <laughs> well, fuck Adam. Yeah, the, you yeah. have. We can cut out all of my sing- questions about Twitter. That's fine. Oh, do I have to? Well, if you want the if you want a good product, maybe. Well, we could just make a good podcast. That I don't have to cut bits out of. Well, we'd have to start again, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, should we have an intermission here, and we'll we'll be back after this intermission with more energy and more um, hashtag content. We don't. We're not really stopping, are we? No, I'm just going to put in the intermission music. Okay. <laughs> cool. Here it is. There it was. Oh, that was. Um, it's a bit like the half man, half biscuit. Uh, that was brilliant music. All it was great, wasn't it? That was rubbish. Music. And um, it made me feel sick, and I've been sick all over the back of the car. Oh, for God's sake. Well, it's Dan's car, I don't mind. Okay. It's fine. Just don't expect to lift home from wherever it is we're going. Uh, Christopher? I, I will walk. It would be preferable to uh, getting in a car with you again. Yeah, particularly given they're sick all over the car. Yep. Christopher, you've seen the film? I have seen a film. Was it good? Uh, yeah, I saw a film called Bad Moms, which I think is what Americans call mums. Right. Moms. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I was quite apprehensive as I waited for the film to start because there were very few men in there and there were quite a lot of women of a certain age. And by certain age, I mean over 15 because it was a 15 film <laughs> up to retirement age. So but. not really a certain age. Women of a broadly spread age demographic a lot of lushes or just normal women no um i'd say that they were people that don't go to the cinema very often because they were doing things that offended me quite a lot oh dear what were they doing did they not adhere to the code no no i don't think they would even know what that was a reference to that is an abomination but i i do obviously yeah well you would you're a civilized human being yeah like one of these women and um, the other thing that was interesting before the film started was it was probably the most adverts for feminine hygiene products <laughs> I, have, I have ever seen. And it mm. happened all within a 10-minute period. Crikey. It was, it, was it like that bit than, in... Um... It was more than 50% of the adverts. It was, it was maybe 65 to 75% Feminine hygiene products. Do you think they were trying to program you like a Clockwork Orange? I don't know. I just sort of thought, oh, 
they know a lot about the demographics for this film, don't they? Oh, I see. Um, so you, you have no desire to put anything up your vagina? No, I didn't, no. Oh, well, I mean, no more than usual. No. So, um, I then, I watched the film, and the film was very good. It was very funny. Uh, there was some good slapstick moments. There was some quite funny dialogue. The last bit didn't quite didn't quite live up to what came before, but I thought overall it was an excellent film. Yeah, cool. How many stars would you give it? I would probably give it three and a half stars. Fuck's sake. Crowd. Podcast just been banging my head against a brick wall here, aren't I? Well well what would you have given it? Two stars. That's the But you you haven't seen it, so that's a bad review. Good. I've oh. seen the trailer. I yeah. haven't. I could watch. I've seen. A, I've seen a still from the trailer. It's basically like like The Hangover, but an all female. But with cast. women, this is what I've heard, which um, I think would make it better than The Hangover. Mm. Yeah. So I think everyone should go and see it, and I think it does try to make some points, albeit very superficially, about okay. gender politics. So go and see it. Three and I'm a half stars. Come out a social justice warrior, am I? No, no. It makes it in a very, very half-hearted way. Oh, okay, so I'm, I'm still allowed to hate women. Oh, um, no, no, I don't think you are. Hmm. Bum. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So, Graham, as our um, political correspondent, uh, you obviously bring us some some news from the big wide world of politics. What is happening in the shit show? Well, you say uh, I bring it. Um, I didn't have anything to talk about this week, so Chris has donated to me uh, the topic that David Cameron has resigned mm. and what is next for him. And, um, I mean, it's not going to be getting boiled in a big cauldron of semen, so whatever it is, it's not going to be what he deserves. Well, he is probably going to spend his time on a pig farm, so he could conceivably get boiled in a vat of semen. I assume that's something that pig farms have. Um... I don't think I've I, ever uh, seen I that think, sort of epic I farm. think most farms now prefer cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> I think they tend to uh, keep the semen not just in a vat that people could fall into. Well, I'm not an expert. Um, well, like I guess Cameron's never never hindered. No, I'm also not an expert, so it's conceivable that they could. But I would imagine they'd probably keep it in like um, you know those uh, big oil tanks that houses that don't have gas have for their central heating. Yeah. That's how I imagine uh, semen would be stored. Yeah. So you can attach a hose to them as well for drainage. Or stuffing it up the pig. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he said, oh, we've done a Brexit, so I'm not going to be Prime Minister anymore. Um, I'm going to stomp off. And then he said, well, I don't want to be a, an MP anymore. It's, it's boring. Yeah. Uh, and off he fucked. Yeah. He's either going to spend time with his pigs or his directorships, and certainly not with his family. Yeah, I would well, imagine. He'll remember be just... that time when he fucked a pig and left his child in a pub? Yeah, demonstrating. At least he didn't uh, get those two the wrong way around, because that would have been much worse for him. And the I mean, pub. leaving a pig in a pub is just unacceptable, not... isn't it? Yeah, think of all the damage it could have done. Could have smashed up the place, scared the regulars. Just, yeah. Mm. Uh, the thing I found is that I've quite surprised i do really miss him 
because he was excellent at Prime Minister's Question Time. And as I now view politics merely as an entertainment, uh, he was very funny. And Theresa May is very not funny. Very dry, isn't she? Well, she's got jokes, but they've been written by someone else, and she doesn't really know when to deploy them, so she just shouts them at inopportune moments. And um, and people just think, well, why have you said that now? That doesn't make any sense. Timing's all off. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas David Cameron would have in his arsenal lots and lots of horrible things to say um, in, that he would say in a witty, urbane way, and he'd just wait mm. for the right moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, um, I'd like him back, really. Yeah. I miss his uh, big, shiny moon face. I really don't. He looked very greasy. I miss him um, just uh, finishing an interview and then just, just walking out of shot as quickly as he can before they ask him a question. In fairness, there's lots of politicians prepared to do that. Yeah. I think that's an excellent tactic. Yes. I do wonder how many politicians spend most of their life just wandering around with the fingers in their ears going, la, 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 I can't hear you. It does make me think, you know, um, in Batman films and uh, that sort of superhero, when they're, they're talking to the hero in their costume and they turn around and they look back and they're gone. Yes. I'd love uh, for the camera to stay on the superhero and just see them run away. Yes. Cause that must look really funny. And the, the flash does that as well. He, as soon as he's leaving a room to go out and, um, foil a crime by just running fast, because that's all there is to him. Yes. He, he sort of zooms out at lightning speed and on paper all blows everywhere. But if I was just going to say, well, I'm just going to go and do this. And I just ran out of a room. Everyone would think I was really weird. I mean, we think that anyway, so, you know, don't worry yeah. about it. Well, I mean, you know, I just say, all right, thanks, see you later, and walk out of a room at a normal pace. I don't just run full pelt, which is what the Flash does. But because he's got super speed, it's never remarked upon. Maybe he's just uh, in a rush. Well, well he, yeah, maybe he is. That's the... doesn't point it out because they feel a bit sorry for him. Like, you know, lots of other people got these cool superpowers, but you, you can just run really fast. Yeah. That's a bit embarrassing. Let, let's not let's not point it out or tell him how shit. Quite a shit super, isn't he? But Batman must um, stand there at the end of a conversation, just waiting for people to look away so he can jump out of a window. Yeah. And what if they, what if they don't look away? He must just stand stand there awkwardly for a bit. I bet he does yes. that thing where he sort of goes, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> yeah, he sort of like looks looks behind the person's shoulder so they turn around, and then Commissioner Gordon yeah. turns around again and goes, "Oh, he's gone." Oh. When he was a when he was a kid, before his parents were murdered, he'd have been the really irritating child that would go, "Ooh, what's that over there?" And go, "Ha ha ha, made you look, made you look." Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they would chase him with like his dad taking his belt off, and that's how he got good at running away <laughs> from uh, from from conversations. It's it sounds a lot more like like Kez. I'm imagining it in your northern voice. Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, Kestrel Kestrel Man might be quite a good uh, superhero. I'll get thee, little Batman. I've uh, I've never seen Kez because uh, I don't want to. I had to watch it in in school. It was... Just to see how uh, poor people live their lives. Basically, yes. It was sort of, you know, by yourself and your studies, or you couldn't end up like that. Like like a little boy who thinks a Kestrel is some kind of uh, companion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a bit weird. Um, All right, 
let, come on, we're, we're back onto the main road now. I can, I can see our turning. Let's just get this fucker home. Okay, well, in that case, I have the perfect news item for you. It is uh, sensible, urbane, witty, um, and totally doesn't involve the word cunt in any way, shape, or form. Oh, shit. Um, so there's been a lot of brouhaha this week about um, a song on CBeebies in which a, a lovely man from CBeebies sung a, a lovely song about a fluttering kite. And the entire internet and all of the people with more time than sense have got their knickers into a twist because they think, think he's sung about a fluttering cunt. I don't think anyone thinks he actually said fluttering cunt. I think it's just funny because it sounds like it. But it doesn't. It, what? Have you not listened to it? It sounds exactly like it. Well, but, well no, I haven't, because that would be kind of giving in to the clickbait. But, um... Right, so... You... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What? Right, I'll send you a link, because it sounds exactly like he says fluttering cunt, and it is brilliant. Uh... If I've learned anything from my disdain for Craig David, it's that you should at least listen to the source material before you judge it. And I do like the new counting song. Imagine, imagine, imagine You're a fluttering kite You're a fluttering kite You're a fluttering kite You're a fluttering kite No, it doesn't. It does. It sounds exactly like fluttering cunt. There's no end. There's a very definite. End. It is. It, it. It's got a C and a T in it. Yes, absolutely. But it sounds like kite. Look, we're living in a dystopian future. <laughs> Let us have this. Fine. It sounds like cunt. I got uh, my four-year-old daughter to tell my wife that she's a fluttering kite. That was a lot of fun. She didn't understand why it was funny. It related. I'll explain to her one day. Rough at the moment. No, because my wife is a fluttering kite, so it's fine. I noticed you enunciated that very carefully. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we've got one more thing, which is uh, I've sort of pushed Dan out of the car and just taken over the driving now. Uh, Chris, uh, I want to discuss ideas for the future productions for the two-star theatre company. Yeah, so we had a go at an adaptation of Jane Austen last week, and I've thought about your feedback that it was too Jane Austen-y. Mm. And I think that was quite a good point. So I've had a think about what uh, modern adaptations actually are. And what they do is they keep all the names the same, but they'll set it in, I don't know, urban Manchester with smartphones rather than 15th century Rome. That's pretty edgy. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is think of a classic thing that we could do, maybe a Shakespeare play, and think of what funny accent we could do it in. And then we keep all of the names the same, and we keep the plot the same, but we just uh, do it in the funny accent. Okay. um, I think the funny accent should be uh, Welsh, but like Valley's Welsh, (laughs) which is um, sort of Welsh, but just turned up a bit. Yes, a bit slower. Um, Rubbish. Um, and uh, maybe we could all have our own accents, so we could write that in. Oh, all different accents. So, I mean, if we did Romeo and Juliet, then, um, for example, Juliet could be from the West Country, but her dad could be a Northerner. But just play to our strengths. 
Okay, but then, so what we're saying, that he was originally from the north, but then moved to the West Country before he yeah. had Juliet. So where would uh, the mother be from? Um, She could be a northerner as well. Okay. But what? What? why did they move to the West Country? Uh, economic migration. Nobody economically migrates to the West Country. Yeah, well, farmers do. Okay, but they, his, they, they were rich, they weren't farmers. Yeah, well, farmers is, are rich. Farmers own fields and they're very expensive. Well, they're wealthy, they're not rich. <laughs> global warming will make it topical. They've moved to the West Country because of global warming. There you go. Because they want to take they want to get the benefits of global warming. Yeah, so it can be set in the, the near future where EU subsidies have stopped and this northern farming family have had to relocate to the West Country. So it could be a and, bit like Black Mirror. Yeah. But they could be um they could have fallen out with a family from Wales that have also moved to the West Country. And but they would have had to have been there for quite a long time for the family feud to have built up to that yeah. that level. Well, it takes a while. It takes a while for your accent to go, doesn't it? I, I think it takes uh, more than one generation to got to get rid of an accent. Like no, to to build up a feud like the Montagues and the Capulets had. No, not in um, not in the West <laughs> not Country. Not in the West Country. <laughs> okay. No, it could just yeah. be. It could just be what What's your favourite tractor? And it could be. Um, just sort of a boundary dispute. Yeah. yeah. One one of them says that the the fence is a foot too far to the east. Yeah, that could work. So what okay. what do you think? Um I think as long as you're prepared to do the actual work of adapting it, I'm happy to read it out, but um I, I can't be bothered to put in any kind of effort. Okay, so um Romeo and Juliet, but that's sort of been done by Baz Luhrmann with that um, that one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, granted, that wasn't in the West Country. Mm. It was on the West Coast of America, which in many ways is similar. Well, it doesn't have to be but Romeo and Juliet. In more ways, it's not similar. What about, um, I don't know, Shakespeare's too obvious. Okay. So, a modern classic. Um, Men Behaving Badly. That's a modern classic. Yeah, but set in the West Country. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, if you were doing Men Behaving Badly, you'd have to have it not set in England at all. You need okay. to really remove it from the original setting. Maybe um, Men Behaving Badly in uh, a small village in the Pyrenees in southern France. Okay. So basically we would all be doing the Arthur Bostrom accent from Hello, Hello. Uh, yeah. And there'd be quite a lot of shrugging with a cigarette hanging out the corner of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, both of those things are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm happy to, yeah, for you to write that, and I'll read it out. If I write it, there's a dangerous uh, a chance of it going erotic. Yeah, let's not let Graham write it. And uh, Memo Haven Badly did not need any more eroticism. Well, maybe, maybe this could be crowdsourced using Twitter. Okay. So you could put on Twitter um what what classic I've lost what classic play should we reproduce? And people can vote, can't they? Vote for vote for what? Which classic episode of Member Haven Badly? No. Um well it doesn't have to be it, it could be uh, I'll do a generic Member Haven Badly. Oh I see. But, um 
I think it would help not to actually go back and look at the source material. Oh, so it needs to, yeah. So, so well, it needs we to are be something ending. that I'm vaguely familiar with. Um, well, we are ending up with fan fiction then. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but French fanfic. So okay, well, we can work on French, that for two two month two weeks time. French men behaving badly. That Bombs, works because there's four parts. Uh, they're behaving um, ne pas pas mal. Yeah, pas mal. Yeah. Okay. Right. Dan, pull this into the driveway and we'll say no more of uh, what went on. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Two Star Podcast. In the case of this episode, really thank you. I mean, you didn't have to and you probably shouldn't have and we're not going to compensate you or anything. Uh, I've been Daniel. That's not an alternative name. I probably should use one. Uh, He's been Chris. Say goodbye, Chris. Thank you, Dan, Dan. We have to go back, Anki Dan Dan. We forgot my suitcase, Anki Dan Dan. You're just going to have to go naked for the whole week then, Chris. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Per the Anki Dan Dan. Because you keep pooping yourself, and honestly, we could use the nappies, but it's a habit I'm willing to put up with. Um, and goodbye from Graham. I've just requested an Uber. I'm leaving you. Well, I can't blame you, really. I'm going to Germany, where I will be next week, instead of sat here talking into a microphone like a fucking loser. I'm off to the EU, bitches. Yeah, I hate you a lot right now. If you get sits, yeah. can I have one? Uh, yeah, right. Thanks. I guess we've put that out of its misery then. <laughs>